You're listening to the Brad and John Show. No fancy bumps or anything like that. We're on Egbert Radio, E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Check it out. If you want to go directly to the radio page of Egbert, check it out at EgbertOnAir.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, EgbertOnAir.com. I'm Brad. That's John Combest. You can check out his website at JohnCombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, just like it sounds, one M, not twos, not two Ms. And he puts all the stuff that pertains to uh, political activity in the state of Missouri every single day since 2001, 22 years 2001, now. October 2001. Crazy. Josh Hawley. Okay, first off, I have an issue with Josh Hawley, and maybe this is going down the... Only one? You only have well, one issue, Brad? Most of us have several. If you remember, he was elected to attorney general, and one of his campaign promises was he was not going to use the position of his attorney general as a stepping stone to another government job, right? Which right. he promptly became the attorney general, and I think he immediately decided that he was going to run for the Senate, right? That's Absolutely. issue number one. Do you remember issue number two, the residence issue? Remember this? About living in... Uh the the claim that he only lives in Virginia and not Missouri. No, no, no. This comes back to when he was still in Missouri as attorney general. Do you know this part of the story? Oh, yeah, about the AG has to live within Cole County. Yes, and the yep. Jefferson City is in Cole County, and the state constitution actually says that the attorney general must live in Cole County. And I think that goes back to the old, old, old days where you didn't have electronic communication. Obviously, this goes back to the you know 1800s, and uh, when the attorney general had to be within easy distance of the capital for him to take action on certain things that happened in the state of Missouri. So when Josh Hawley became the AG, he still lived in his house, I believe, outside of Columbia, wasn't it? In Boone County, someplace he lived? Yeah, I think he, I think he had a residence in Boone County. Right. And he just refused to move. And he just said, no, nah, I'm not moving. You know, okay. Well, you're the attorney general. And this is the thing that gets me. He's the guy that essentially makes people live up to the law. And he's not living up to the law, okay? I get it. Yep. So that's number two. Number three is when he was running initially, it's hard to believe he's coming up for re-election in 2024, isn't he? Correct, yep. Okay, hard to believe that's five years ago. Uh, anyway, Shelley Barr and myself, there was an, uh, an, an, a, an event where he was doing his barnstorming across Missouri, and we went to an event in St. Charles where he showed up at. <laughs> he showed up at, and I, I thought it was sort of interesting, and it was interesting to me, but Shelly picked up no more. He showed up in very tight, skinny jeans, you know, like, I'm going, like, okay. And, he, and what I called, he had pirate shoes on. Now, yeah. you know what I'm talking about with pirate shoes? Yeah. They, they had, like, these real square front and they, they had like buckles on them like shiver me timby my timbers <laughs> and i mean they are quite popular they are they are you know first of all conway twitty saying about tight fitting jeans right and modern tiktokers talk about buckles on shoes so maybe josh hawley was just ahead of these trends i guess i don't know and we were there and a guy approached us uh who was one of his campaign managers and we told him, hey, we, we're from these radio stations. You know, we're locally owned and operated. You know, we'd love to have, have some advertising for, oh, no problem. We'll, we'll get you all sorts of advertising. Give me your card. I'll make sure. We want to take care of local media outlets. Guess how much advertising I got? None. Zero. Guess how much advertising I got from Claire McCaskill? None. A whole bunch. No way. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. A whole bunch from Claire McCaskill. I mean, I mean, like to the point where, where when the campaign was going down to the last couple of weeks, to the point where every day, the the last the last last ten days, 
every day for four days, I would get a new order increasing the number of commercials. And the FedEx man would show up at the door, you know, with the all the paperwork filled out. I had to put it in our public access file. And we would go ahead in the computer system and increase the number of commercials. They also sent us some new commercials. And a check every day for four days in a row. Every single day. And wow. I, and I got this. Now, was Westplex, is this Westplex 107.1? This is on KS, the one we're on right now, KSLQ. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what was the format back then? Uh, music. Okay. Yeah. So, like AC Top 100. Yeah, it was like it was game aimed at women. You know. Interesting. Well, I mean, obviously that shows that first of all, Claire McCaskill was clearly very smart to be advertising on KSLQ, but also whoever her media buyer was it wouldn't have been the campaign manager. It would have been somebody who well, was, you know, you know, a Thompson community. Well, not the Democrats' version of a Thompson Communications. Right. 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 Um, and if for those of you who don't know what John's talking about, that sort of inside little story is there's a company out of I put Lebanon, Missouri. Is that where they're at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thompson Communications. I think his daughter runs it now, um, but. The guy has done the advertising for most of the Republican people working for both um, federal and as far, as far as state offices for years and years and years and years and years. And that's he's like the big advertising agency for all the 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 the, the Democrat. I'm not the Democrats, the Republicans who are running for office. So anyway, that's the Josh Hawley thing. And But now here's the flip side of it. Have you watched any of these videos? They're all over. Um, if you ever watch uh, any um, on, on, on I, I get confused. Is it uh, YouTube? I think they're called Shorts. Yep, YouTube has Shorts. And Instagram has Reels. And doesn't doesn't Facebook have Reels as well too? Yeah. Are, yeah okay. I mean, because they're both the same. Company. Right. Because so it's Reels. So essentially, what they're doing is they're competing with TikToks. What they're yes. they're vertical framed videos. Short form video. Very right. short form yeah. video. Sixty second max vertical framed videos. Okay. He has several videos on there of him grilling all these people who are being appointed to to various jobs. He is excellent at that. I mean, so good. He just tears them apart. And it's almost as good as as the John Kennedy. Have you ever seen the John Kennedy videos of him interviewing all these people that are being uh, uh, screened by the Senate for federal judgeships? Where that, that's how he came to prominence. Well, they don't know the basic terms of law. Yeah. I mean, here my the- favorite Josh Hawley clip is where he asks a representative. She's a professor, and he asks her what a woman is. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she goes ballistic. And even the Post Dispatch, and I say even the Post Dispatch, came out and said that that woman gave Josh Hawley the best advertisement, the best commercial he could ever have, because she was absolutely enraged that he would dare ask what a woman Well, is. John, what's crazy about that is, I don't understand that. You're the political guru, okay? Mm-hmm. Why is it that the Democrats will not answer that question? What's, well, what's so crazy it, about saying a woman is blah, 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 blah? Because if you tell the truth and you, and you speak factually, you're going to upset a very loud and vocal part of your base. And it doesn't matter that here in Missouri, the part of the base may be uh, 1% to 2% of your voters. It's just the perception. Transgender activists make a lot of noise nationally. Um, they're known for showing up. They're known for protesting. So you can't dare say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. But I don't understand that because of the fact that if you take the basis of uh, let's let's this may sound weird. Let's sort of do do a deep dive in this. If you're LGBTQIA, mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing is you're stating you're different than from the you know, normal man or woman. Isn't that what you're really saying? Yeah. If you're but you're all but the but the main underlying concept is that is that gender is a social construct. So Brad might have been born 
Brad, you might have been born with with male parts, but you get to decide whether or not you identify as a man or a woman. And I cannot say just because you were born with with male parts that you're a man. It's not for me to say that. You get to decide if you're a man or a woman. But once again, I come back to the aspect of why can't they say a woman is a female uh, you know, I, I read this somewhere that said the definition is, it's very simple. The woman is an adult female. That's a woman. I mean, adult female, two words. All you got to do is, you know, can you define what a woman is? Yeah, it's an adult female. But so the woman that testified before Josh Hawley and the committee would say that that is saying that transgender people do not exist. And if you say that transgender people do not exist, then you're essentially wiping them off the map and but, saying they're not but human. I, but see, that's what I don't understand because, once again, I go back to my point. If you are transgender, means you've switched from one gender to another. So in other words, what is the gender you switched from and what is the gender you switched yeah. to? You know what I mean? Essentially, yeah. if, you're, yeah. if you're a transgender, if you're a transgender woman, that means you used to be a dude, correct? Correct, yes. And if you're a transgender man, that you, means it used to be a woman. So to me, that's like, like, you know, in the car realm, if somebody shows up, like, for, for, I'll give you a little crazy, stupid trivia thing. Remember the, the movie uh, or the, the, the big hit TV show, Miami Vice? Remember Miami Vice? Of course, yeah. Okay. Do you know the controversy about the car, the black Ferrari in, no, in Miami Vice? It was not a Ferrari. It was a Corvette. No way. The company could not afford the when this is before the the um, the, the the show got very popular. This is like a matter of fact. I think in the very beginning, the very first pilot episode, they 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 show this black this black Ferrari, and the Ferrari was actually a Corvette with a Ferrari body kit on it. You know, in other words, wow, you can you can buy okay. these kits yeah. and you can essentially put you know different fenders and the whole bit. This was a complete body kit. They took the the body, the Corvette body off this this Ferrari and they put on this fiberglass uh, um, uh, for, or they took the the body off the Corvette and they put on a fiberglass Ferrari body on the thing and it looked really close but the guys who were really the ferrari uh, you know aficionados could point out well the headlight's not right that <laughs> piece of chrome's not in the right place blah 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 first off they got into trouble with ferrari i bet they did and yeah you I, can't do that right, and and it, you especially wouldn't dare do that in 2023 but then what happened was they got into some 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 uh you know uh, uh, some legal tussles with Ferrari. But then when the show really started to take off, Ferrari embraced the show and gave them an actual Ferrari. Of course, uh, boy, how the tides changed <laughs> right. with a little bit of popularity. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. The, the point being was, when you looked at that car, is it a Ferrari or a Corvette? And that's, I know that's sort of crazy with my, my stupid, you know, uh, you know, analogy, analogy yeah. is it was a Corvette, but now it's a Ferrari. And yeah. but yet the basis of the car is is Corvette. The basis of a transgender man is that once upon a time he was a woman, right? Well, and and Brad, it's important to note too that 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 the other side here, I should say, the side that 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 are activists say that you don't even need to be define yourself as pre-op or post-op because that in and of itself suggests that you are defined by your genitalia. So Brad, you could say that you are a transgender woman and have no plans on getting any sort of surgery done. And you could come out as a transgender woman who happens to be a lesbian. Now that's the newest thing. So Brad, you could say that you're a transgender woman who happens to be a lesbian. So you could continue to like women, but you could just say that you are a woman who, who happens to be in a man's body. 
So by that definition, I am a transgender woman. I'm a transgender lesbian. I happen to like women. Um, but, you know, sometimes I like, you know, to cook and I, I vacuumed last night. So maybe I'm a transgender woman. <laughs> Yesterday I had a conversation with somebody that I know that has an adult son. And we were talking about the fact that anybody who has kids and if you went through it yourself as a kid, if you have a boy and a girl, let's say if you have twins and they're born on the same day and it comes to their 16th birthday, the boy's insurance will be astronomically high and the girl's insurance will not be that high because yeah. because they they consider once you're the under the age of 25 as a male, you are a crazy, weird uh, yeah. demolition derby type of driver. Okay, Which is true. So I said to her, just have your son tell the insurance company yeah. now that he's a woman. Yeah. Because of the fact Why that, not? What are and they by the do? way, how often do you hear stories of men's groups complaining about the pay disparity of insurance costs and how sexist it is? Well, yeah, you know? but look at the whole thing. with Talk about ageism. You can't, if you're under the age of 25, you can't rent a car. Okay. Right. And yep. and I mean, why is that? You know, I mean, like, let's say you're a young business executive. Let's say let's say you don't go to college and you graduate from high school at 18 and 19 or 20. You're running your own company. You got clients around the country, and you're you're you want to fly into a city and rent a car and go see a client. You can't do that. You got yeah, you're out of luck. You're you're SOL. You yeah. know, but why is that? But but yet, I don't believe that takes. I think it's different for a woman. I think if you're over 21, you can win a car. I have to check that. Uh, but, I, you know, and, and why is the age 25? You know, we have these arbitrary ages. I know people yeah. who are 25 who still, you know, are like kids. And I know people who are 25 <laughs> who are like, you know, like sages. You know, they, they can tell you, you know, how the world used to be. And they can tell you, you know, what it was like living in the 18th century and things like that. You know what I mean? What we do know is that when we have walking fossils who have in, in the U.S. Senate, who have strokes at press conferences and who can barely put a sentence together, that's okay because there should not be age limits on the U.S. Senate. Listen but we you. should definitely have age limits on pilots and surgeons and not allow a 24-year-old to rent a car. Air traffic controller, you know what the date is, for the, the ages of air traffic controllers? I don't. What is it? 56. You're out. No way. That young? Yep, 56. You're gone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What does take... my dad would say, Brad? Who wants to live to be 56? I mean, who wants to be that old? <laughs> Yes. We have to take a break at 740.